Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly podcast for parents of challenging children with your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela interviews an individual or professional within the mental health community. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Wanted to introduce you to Sergeant Dave Tutt. He is a 10-year veteran of the Halton Regional Police Service. Sergeant Tutt started his policing career in 2006 in uniform patrol in the city of Burlington. In 2010, Sergeant Tutt joined the Tactical Rescue Unit, where he served for almost six years, where he focused in tactical repelling, crisis negotiations, and served as a team leader. In January 2016, Sergeant Tutt was promoted to the rank of sergeant and started in the Regional Community Mobilization Bureau. Sergeant Tutt currently oversees the Halton Police's response to mental health and addictions, including the Mobile Crisis Rapid Response Team, Crisis Outreach and Support Team, and Crisis Aftercare. Thank you so much for joining us, Sergeant Tutt. Excellent. So my name is uh, Sergeant Dave Tutt with the Halton Police and I have been overseeing the uh, Regional Community Mobilization Bureau since January of 2016. That includes the Halton Police's response to mental health and addictions, uh, overseeing our mobile crisis rapid response team and COAST program, as well as our crisis aftercare worker. The unit also includes community engagement and community initiatives, uh, diversity-related programs and training, uh, and our auxiliary program as well. Thank you. Now, can you tell me a little bit about what that means as far as mental health is concerned? One of the greatest things, and one of the things we're going to talk about later, but you brought it up already, so I'll go there, is your COAST program, I think, is exceptional. I have had occasion to call COAST once before. It wasn't for my daughter, but they did exactly what it was that they that you say that you would like to do, which is keep people in their environment and try and bring down the uh, crisis part of it bring out, maybe do a little bit of counseling while you're there, I'm assuming, and then leave them with some community resources. So I, I, I'm a great believer in the COAST program. At this point, could you describe to me, because I don't want to ramble, describe to me what the COAST program is, and uh, I don't know if you have any stats on the COAST program at all, and how many calls you're getting, that kind of thing. So it might work best if I speak as a whole about what Great. the Halton Police's response to mental health and how we are uh, dealing with mental health, really to service uh, the clients in our community. In the Halton Police, we're really focusing on uh, community safety and well-being and looking at that as a whole and being involved as a community partner with other partners like uh, CMHA, uh, ADAPT, The Rock, all kinds of different community partners. So we've broken mental health down into four pillars of intervention. Uh, the four pillars would be uh, the emergency response. So what does the police do for an emergency response for mental health related calls? The next pillar would be mitigating risk or risk intervention. So how can we mitigate risk? How can we uh, effectively stop someone from going into that emergency response where the police are needed to respond to a call? Uh, further outside of that would be a prevention and education piece. So as a police service, how can we partner with other community agencies to uh, prevent and uh, educate people about mental health? And the fourth pillar of intervention would be social development. So that's really working with and supporting our community partners like CMHA to help them in any ways that they may need. 
So the first pillar of intervention is emergency response. And what the police have done in that area is we have uniform officers who are trained to respond to mental health related calls. But more so, we have a project that we started in December of 2015, a program called the Mobile Crisis Rapid Response Team, or the MERT program. MERT? So, MERT. Thank you. So that is a program where it is a uniformed police officer who is partnered with a mental health practitioner um, from St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton, and they respond to live calls for service. So they would respond to any call uh, that is generated in our region. It could be a, domes a domestic dispute. It could be a motor vehicle collision. But they specifically focus on suicide-related calls and mental health-related calls. That is a team of a police officer in uniform and a mental health practitioner who can better uh, service our, our clients in our community. The goal of that those teams are to make less apprehensions and spend time with people in their environment to re really be able to put them in touch with care providers uh, before making an apprehension and taking them to the hospital. Largely three areas to focus on the, for the benefit, one being uh, the police not tying up police officers' uh, time. Uh, that's something that is somewhat important, but it's not the most important thing. Another important thing is to not tie up the healthcare system by bringing repeatedly being, bringing people into the uh, healthcare system. And third and by far the most important aspect is care for the client. If someone is in a situation where they are going to be apprehended by police, that situation then becomes that much harder for that client to deal with. So if we can avoid making that apprehension and handcuffing and, and bringing a person into the healthcare system, uh, then that's how we'll try to we'll try to avoid it by having that team respond to mental health related calls. So that's the emergency response, having that team out there and responding to calls. The second part in the uh, four pillars of intervention is the risk mitigation or the risk intervention section, which is really where our COAST program fits in well. So that the COAST program is a partnership with CMHA and it is a plainclothes officer and a mental health practitioner who respond uh, as a follow-up piece for calls for service. So the police officer responds to a call, uh, and maybe there was an apprehension made or maybe there wasn't, but then that report is forwarded to the COAST program where the officer and the mental health practitioner can either reach out by a phone call or going out to actually visit somebody uh, in, their, in their home environment to follow up to make sure that everything is okay with them and uh, any community partners that were uh, to be engaged, uh, that they have been engaged and uh, people are following up on the plans that they had. In, in addition to the COAST program, we have our situation table, which we call Command in Halton, and that is made up of 23 different partners from across the region, from regional partners like Halton Housing and The Rock and CMHA and many others. This is a program that is community-led uh, that the police service uh, play a role in. So what that is, it's really about identifying um, acutely elevated situations of risk and identifying them and dealing with them uh, in that mitigating risk category as opposed to letting that situation get into a uh, emergency response where, or sorry, where a situation where emergency response is required. Um, outside of the risk mitigation section, we have our prevention and education piece, which is a, the Halton Police, we have employed a, a crisis aftercare caseworker and what that does that's a, a registered social worker who works out of our Halton Police headquarters uh, in partnership with CMHA and that is a, a 
social worker who follows up on calls where someone may or may not have been apprehended and taken to the hospital or someone who just maybe needs uh, a little care and some guidance. It's a follow-up piece after COAST has already dealt with that situation, but it's a, a piece that the uh, social worker can then reach out to make sure that uh, everybody is still on track for where they were supposed to be going as far as uh, contacting uh, community agencies and stuff uh, for support. And then the social development section uh, for the police is really supporting our community partners like The Rock, like CMHA, uh, and working with them to really uh, focus on community safety and well-being as a whole. Thank you. Um, how long has PERT been around? Because that's Is that a newer program? Because that's one I haven't heard of. Yes, the Mobile Crisis Rapid Response Team, or MERT, uh, was started, it started as a pilot project in, on December 7th, 2015, mm. and it was a one-year project, and then in December, uh, in December of 2016, the Police Service Board approved that to go to a full-time uh, unit. Okay, because I remember now you had said that you've got an extra social worker that's dealing with the community through police headquarters. So when my daughter... This was probably five years ago, though, now. My daughter was in the um, psych adolescent unit at uh, Oakville Trafalgar for three weeks. And when she got home, I was very surprised because Coast had called. Or did they call? They may not have even called. They came to the house and knocked on the door. And it was the officer with the social worker. And they just basically asked to come in. And they came into the family room and asked to see Christina. And we just had a little chat. And they left me their card. And it's so... Is that part of a follow-up program? Because we hadn't had to call Coast in the past, so I'm just wondering, is there somebody that's keeping track of some of the kids that might be getting into some issues in the community? Is that what happens? Yes. Yeah, so when a, once a police report is filed, either by a uniform officer or by our uh, mobile crisis rapid response team, that report gets forwarded to our Coast program for their uh, so that they can have a look at it and identify if there's any services or there's any... Um, anything that they can add to uh, help that situation. We want to have the opportunity for the officer and the mental health worker to go out and speak with that person who was maybe in crisis a couple days previous. Um, so, you know, once things have cooled down a little bit or maybe there was an apprehension and they were released from the hospital, so now is an opportunity for, in a more calm environment, uh, for the officer and the mental health worker to come out and, and sit down and have some discussions about uh, next steps. So the reason really that I wanted to come and speak with you today is I just wanted to ask some general questions as far as policing in any community really in Canada right now. So the first question I wanted to ask is, are you finding or are there stats that there are more mental health calls now more than there used to be? I don't have any stats that would specifically say that there would be more mental health calls, but I know from someone who supervises and approves reports that police officers make, mental health related calls are on the rise. That could be a number of factors and that could just be that as a community we're more aware of mental health related calls and uh, as a community I know we have really tried to break down the stigma of mental health uh, and really suggesting or um, explaining to the community the benefit of if you think you need help it's time to reach out for help uh, don't don't wait and sit on a, on your own as a community there are so many uh, really valuable resources that are available to people so making making those resources available and making those more commonly known I think would also uh, can also increase uh, calls for uh, for people between 
I know the Coast program wasn't working full tilt when I was in contact with Coast about five years ago. I think there were two shifts that were three to five days a week at 12 hours a shift. Is that correct? Right now, there uh, there's seven-day coverage for our Coast program. Uh, so the Coast officer and the Coast mental health worker work from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m., uh, seven days a week. So oh, okay. every day, there's always somebody from the Coast program available. And the mobile crisis rapid response team, there is uh, every day there's two teams of two working. Oh, wow. So there's a uh, officer and a mental health worker who work from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. And then there's a the same team or a different team, but a mental health worker and a police officer who work from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. So there's always two teams on seven days a week. Wow. Okay, that's great because I remember uh, three teams. Three coast. So there's really the three teams. You have one team of coast, uh, one coast team, and two mental health uh, mobile crisis rapid response teams. Okay. Yeah, that's that's amazing because that was only five years ago that that there was uh, just that scattered bit of coverage. It wasn't scattered as far as. It was only scattered because a lot of this stuff can happen at night, and at the time they weren't running through the through the night that I know of. Okay, that's fantastic. That's that's a great mobilization in a short period of time. Ultimately, from last time I looked at it. But is there anything else coming down the pipe that you can see from other police organizations or anything that is coming into Halton anytime soon, as far as mental health and the police officers are concerned? In the Halton Police, we have a course that is run and, and taught by Sarah Burtonshaw, who works out of St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton, and it's called our Crisis Intervention Training. So it's a C we call it CIT, Crisis Intervention Training Course. That is a course that is taught in many of different regions, but when it's taught, it's taught specifically for your region, because a real section of the course is dedicated to resources and community partners in your region. So it really has to be catered to your region. So when the course is taught, a lot of things are covered about programs like the ROC. What does specifically the ROC offer and how can they be utilized? How can CMHA be utilized? Uh, what does the COAST program in Halton do? What does the Mobile Crisis Rapid Response Team do? Uh, and how can you utilize these, these different programs? So this is a program that all of our uh, Mobile Crisis Rapid Response Team officers and backup officers and COAST officers and COAST backup officers, they've all taken this course. In addition, we've been uh, working at training more and more uh, new constables as they come on board. And really the frontline uh, teams were really uh, working at getting as many frontline officers trained in the crisis intervention training course as we possibly can. Okay. Okay, so let me give you a little hypothetical, if I may, just to walk everybody through what the process might look like. So Christina, my daughter, is doing exceptionally well now. But if she wasn't, say we were having a, a really bad day, quite suicidal for a few days, and I had decided that I was going to call uh, the police department and say, you know what, she's really suicidal. I think she's really thinking that this is going to be a thing. Can you give me a hand? How would, how would that work? So uh, for a situation like that, the call would go into the police um, and the police would respond. So if one of the two mobile crisis rapid response teams were available, they would respond uh, to the call. If both of those teams were tied up on other mental health related calls, once they were free, they would uh, clear and they would attend that call. But in the meantime, a uniform officer would, would have already begun that situation to provide care for your daughter. So the mobile crisis rapid response team eventually, uh, or in partnership with uniform officers, would respond to that call. 
and again with the biggest uh, focus on not making an apprehension. So if, if at all possible, they would uh, leave uh, your daughter in her home, in her situation, uh, and make sure that there's community agencies and community partners that would be in contact with your daughter. If the situation was deemed that in order for her own safety, then an apprehension would be made and she would be taken to the hospital. Uh, after that point is uh, when COAST would become involved. COAST would monitor and once uh, when she was released from the hospital or if she stayed in her home, which again is the best case scenario, uh, then COAST would follow up with a visit or a phone call to kind of come out and talk about what had taken place and, and what kind of things they, your daughter and, uh, and her support system can do to kind of avoid this from happening again. Further down the road, our uh, crisis aftercare caseworker case would uh, reach out by phone uh, just to kind of touch base to see how things were going. You know, a little bit of time has passed. I know you were in a crisis. Uh, how are things going? Are you having any problems getting in touch with a community partner that can support you? Uh, and really kind of helping them navigate the system. That crisis aftercare uh, caseload worker is also available as a support to parents and care providers. So that, uh, you know, often it, it can be incredibly difficult for someone who is dealing with a crisis to deal with it on their own. But the support systems often need support as well so that they can really help and they can guide because they're the ones who are actually with the client or the person who was in crisis. They're the ones who are with them uh, every day. So it really comes down to all four of those pillars of intervention. Uh, if you take away one of them and you don't have the emergency response or you don't have the risk mitigation or you don't have the caseload worker who's the prevention and education piece uh, towards the end. If you don't have one of those, that's where someone uh, can be missed. If someone stumbles and police aren't able or community partners aren't able to identify it, then that's when uh, things can kind of go south. So it's really important for us to really, from a community safety well-being point of view, to make sure that we're uh, really focusing on the four different levels of intervention. So when somebody comes in from Coast and they're dealing with somebody like my daughter, can you walk us through what each of those two factions might be doing? So you've got a not uniformed police officer and then you've got somebody in, that is involved in the mental health side of things. What would each of them be doing during that call when they get there? So they're really a team and they're really focusing on things together. They're not focusing on, uh, you know, one's looking at a police side and one's working at a mental health side. It's truly a team. Uh, and, you know, as a, someone who supervises the COAST program, I know that when I read their occurrence reports, uh, I almost have to second guess if it's a police officer who's written this report mm -hmm. because there's such a focus on the mental health side. Uh, and again, these... The officers who are in the COAST program and the officers who are in the mental health um, program are officers who have a, just a genuine desire to work in mental health and to really support community and the members of our community. The, they are all officers who have taken the CIT or the crisis intervention training, so they have a lot of knowledge about uh, certain um, mental health related topics. So as a team, if the COAST program was coming in to follow up on an occurrence, maybe there was an apprehension, maybe, maybe there wasn't, but they're following up on an occurrence. Uh, they're coming in to really sit down and talk with the individual to identify, are they out of the crisis? Is this something now that, uh, you know, if they were at the hospital and they were released from the hospital, uh, is this person in a, a mindset where they should be not in the hospital to make sure that person is there? 
if someone had left the hospital, then they would have left with a plan, uh, different community partners that they could reach out to, you know, is uh, potentially is alcoholism an issue, uh, potentially, um, it could be any of different mental health uh, situations could be uh, on the forefront of this. So is there something that CMHA can do? So uh, the mental health practitioner is really looking at it from a standpoint from how, what community partners can I bring into the situation so that we can really have a wraparound effect to support this person. Great. Can you speak just a little bit more to the parents and guidance that can be given to the parents? Because I know for myself, the whole reason that this whole project started is that my daughter ended up in the hospital. Uh, she got great help in the hospital, was released. And as a parent, I was losing my mind because I had a child that was not acting at all like herself, was on uh, different kinds of medication now. Uh, certainly had been of harm to herself and I just I felt lost I didn't know what to do so I went back into the hospital and I asked for resources for parents I asked for from the social worker I went to somebody that was in the community who was part of uh, an agency and said is there anything for parents and and I I couldn't find anything which was one of the reasons this whole thing kind of started can you speak to what might be available for parents up there Specifically for parents or care providers, uh, you know, it could be a spouse, it could be really anybody. We do have our um, crisis aftercare worker who, uh, mm -hmm. as I said, was part of our prevention piece. So they are available to really support uh, parents or caregivers in this situation um, to put them in touch with resources. And as much as the, a person who's in crisis, it's uh, important for them to uh, have resources available to them. It's equally as important to have those resources available to the parent or the caregiver. Uh, and they themselves are a parent and, or sorry, they themselves as an as a employee have available to them uh, the knowledge and ability to connect the uh, caregiver with the correct resources. And it really would vary depending on what the crisis, where is the crisis coming from? Is this something from, you know, that's being brought through from alcoholism or is this something that's going through from uh, any other mental health related uh, situation? Uh, as well as, as much as the mental health caseworker has the ability to connect somebody with the correct resource, so does the COAST program. The mental health worker from the case from the Coast program is is employed by CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association, uh, and they have the ability to really identify what the correct resource would be mm -hmm. and facilitate and assist with reaching out to that uh, agency uh, to begin that process of providing as a resource. Just in closing, now I'll just ask you one more question, if I may, maybe two. Is this something that is in most, most police departments, so somebody listening, is this the kind of thing that they might be able to expect, that we can expect in other places, that they might be able to call and say, is there a crisis care worker I can speak to? Speaking specifically from, from Halton, and uh, we've been very fortunate to partner with Terry McGurk, who, is, uh, who works for St. Joseph's Healthcare in Hamilton, and he is uh, one of the large knowledge points for the mobile crisis rapid response team, and, and he's really been pushing this out, and he started this in Hamilton, and it's expanded to Brantford and to Niagara, the OPP, some areas as well. Uh, so this is something that I will hope that would expand um, to outside agencies, uh, but at, at this point, it's just it's slowly spreading, uh, kind of from one agency to the next. Okay. Going forward, do you see more of what you're doing developing even bigger for the police department? I feel like the police really have been 
put at the end of what I believe the debate to be, which is that I would like to see, especially for kids, but for anybody, much earlier interference rather than waiting until there is an issue and then the police have to be involved. Do you see that changing at all any time in the future? Because I'd love to see it just start earlier. Absolutely, and I think when um, when you look at community safety and well-being and those four pillars of intervention, the focus of those are having an upstream uh, intervention. How can we, the police, partnered with all of our different community partners, how can we um, be involved in situations before they get to the point of making an apprehension? And that's being aware of them, uh, occurrences that are taking place, and that really you know, falls into that uh, mitigating risk uh, section of the pillars of intervention or the prevention piece. So being aware of situations and being able to identify them before an apprehension, uh, I believe is key. And I know as a police service, that's something that we're focusing on as being key, really. It's about being involved, uh, us as a community partner, being involved with members of the community before it becomes an emergency response and police have to respond uh, in that situation is really what we're focusing on. Okay, great. Okay, so we should all be very comfortable in calling the police should we need to and let them know that they're, give them a heads up of what's going on at home, give them a heads up. And now a disclaimer, kind of issue. in general, Perhaps I, I am, am not a doctor and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I would I'm a parent, period. To the hospital the advice from me presented on different from the other kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. Thank you so much for the interview, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider. Thanks for listening to Different from the Other Kids, made possible with the support of My Mind Fitness, the holistic approach to a fit and healthy mind. You can find them online at www.mymindfitness.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.